everybody. Uh, happy holidays. Thank you for listening to Angel Talk. My name is Philip Kerrigan. I am the executive director of Raise for Roan. We are the organization that uh, helps families suffering through the loss of a child with funeral cost assistance and emotional support. I am joined by, as always, the ambitious angel mom herself. Say hello to the people, Bryn. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? I'm great. So have we, I don't believe that folks have heard from you since Thanksgiving. Like, for no. real, for real, how, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, it was great. Yeah. Honestly, um, well, no, I take that back. It wasn't great. I celebrated Thanksgiving <laughs> it was the great. day. perfunctory. <laughs> the day after Thanksgiving, oh, we ended up celebrating because I was actually stuck in Arizona. That's we right. We talked to you. Um, yeah, I called in from Arizona. That's right. I was supposed to fly home the day before Thanksgiving. My oh, flight got canceled, and yeah. I did not fly home till the day of Thanksgiving. Wow. And I got home kind of late. I was exhausted. So um, we didn't celebrate on actual Thanksgiving. So I just postponed it a day. Yeah. And then... um, Did you still have the turkey and the stuffing and the whole nine? Yep. Okay. But just on Friday instead of Thursday. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it was still great. Yeah. It was just not the real day. That's so weird. Never been on an airport the day of like an actual holiday. Yeah. Um, And during a global pandemic as well. Yeah. It must have been weird. It was weird. Yeah. It was, but the plane was empty. That was cool. Yeah. (laughs) That's plus. Yeah. I was like, well, this is cool. Nobody's here. Yeah. Everybody's where they're supposed to be with their families today. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just on a plane. Yeah. Wearing a mask. Yeah. Fun. No. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Uh, So we want to thank everybody for tuning in during the holiday season here as we wrap up. You know, we one of the things that uh, we've talked about a few times on the podcast is the holidays are always meant to uh, reflect and bring joy and all the sort of different things about, you know, that make the holiday season really great. And this year especially is mm-hmm. one of those times where you want to try and focus on the blessings you have because it's been such a such a tougher year. Um, For sure. You know, so that's one thing we're hoping to do here during the month. A lot of people will see some of the things we're rolling out as, and we hope that it's hope. we hope that it's a, it focuses on our blessings and what we have. But one of the things that does happen, unfortunately, for for folks like yourself, Bryn, who have lost somebody, is reflection during the holiday season sometimes can also be a trying time, too. So these next couple of podcasts are going to try and take maybe a more positive spin, positive spin yeah. on, on what, for some folks, can be a tougher part of the year, mm-hmm. right? And just keeping your loved one's memory alive and, you know, finding that silver lining in maybe these times of isolation, you know, really reflecting on their lives and how you can honor them and the good things out of it. Yeah. 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 So the next two weeks, we'll kind of, we'll kind of talk about, it's going to be really holiday centric. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next week, we'll talk about tips on, on really how to cope with the grief. But this week, we're going to talk about how to keep the memory of your angel alive during the holidays. And specifically, Bryn, Mm -hmm. what you have done yourself uh, w- around the holiday season with Rowan. Yeah. So I, I think it should be fun. I think it's fun too. I, um, as you know, lost my daughter six years ago. And, you know, in the beginning years, it was much, much tougher to get through these months without being, you know, just super emotional. And mm-hmm. it's really draining too. So, yeah. you know, it's hard to even want to engage in like the activities and stuff because you're pretty drained from just like the grieving process. Right. Um, but, you know, once I kind of found my joy again and 
started creating new traditions with my family and honoring Rowan in our own way, mm-hmm. it's really brought the fun back into it. And yeah. um, it gives me something to look forward to. And the holidays have went from me dreading them, like, oh, here's another holiday without my loved one, to now I think like, oh, I can't wait to make, you know, something special for Rowan or to do this with my kids in honor of Rowan or, you know, just the things that we do that actually bring joy back into our household um, versus what it was, you know, for a few years of just really, you're really solemn and, you know, you're heartbroken, you miss your loved one. And it's, hard to get out of that holiday funk. I don't so. think there's any question. But it was really, it's really sweet because like this weekend on your Ambitious Angel Mom Instagram, at Ambitious Angel Mom, <laughs> <laughs> yes. we saw that you uh, did the Christmas tree with the kids out at Rowan's, or at Rowan's graveside. So that's the sort of thing. Yes. It's like a really sweet way of remembering, of remembering Rowan during the holidays. Yes. And honestly, uh, I almost live every day through these like months of the holidays, I feel like doing something for her, Mm. you know, and it's, it's just little simple things um, or planning for something bigger, like decorating the Christmas tree with the kids. But I really do try to incorporate her with pretty much any festivities that we do. So so cool. Yeah. She's very present in our home. And that honestly brings me joy. And I think brings a closeness and a realness for her siblings as well. Yeah. So that'll be what we kind of talk about today. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about the different things that that Bryn has done to help uh, keep Rowan's memory alive and, and 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 integrating the kids. But you brought it up right from the start. Those first couple of years, what should people be expecting? Almost what what, what did you go through those first couple of years um, after you lost Rowan with the holidays? I imagine the holidays were met with a bit more dread than they are today. Yeah, they were for me. And I know this is different for everyone, so I'm just going to speak on my behalf. But Mm -hmm. it's so hard to predict because you never know how you're actually going to be on Christmas Day or um, Christmas Eve or family dinner, you know, for the holidays. It seems like the anticipation of the fear and the anxiety of how my mental state would be would be worse just leading up to it. And then it would end up being okay. Um, but you never know, you know, you could have one good week and then wake up and it will hit you like a ton of bricks. So I think, you know, if you're in the beginning stages of your grief, don't set a strict plan for yourself, you know, give yourself some flexibility, um, and really, you know, create your own boundaries. Like mm-hmm. it's okay to say no. And maybe even for me, what, what started helping, cause I never wanted to let anybody down. So we always would have these invitations to go to, you know, holiday functions and things. And I would obviously always commit. Well, then I would be overcommitted and I would start to feel super anxiety about just attending something because I was emotional that day or, you know, maybe wasn't up for it. So, you know, maybe instead of putting that on yourself, that weight of commitment, um, you know, just maybe thank them for the invitation. I will let you know how I feel that day. Um, I would love to come as long as I'm not, you know, having a rough time. Right. Because the holidays are, are hard. Right. And just when I got to the point of being able to actually admit that to mm-hmm. people, um, that guilt lifted from me. Because oh, then wow. it's like, well, I never told them, yes, I would come for sure. Yeah. So I didn't feel obligated or guilty if I didn't. I would just let them know right off the bat, oh, I would love to attend. Thank you so much for including me. Um, the holidays are kind of hard. So I'll let you know how I'm feeling that day. But yeah. I totally intend to come. If I'm having a rough day, then I yeah. just, I can't make it. Yeah. But that kind of gave me a, an easy out where I wasn't going to feel obligated. 
Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we never want to let our family or our loved ones and friends down from these things. So I think just be honest and people yeah. respect that. Was your initial inclination to try and have as many people around as possible so you could maybe not think about it as much? Or were you, did you find yourself wanting to be more alone most of the time? So I never really actually had a chance to think about that or make a decision for myself. (laughs) (laughs) I have a really large, um, you know, loving family that uh, they were just there. You know, they didn't say, I'm I'm not coming over, or do you want space? They were there anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Because yeah. guess what? They were the ones watching my son for me. They were helping right. clean the house. They were cooking me dinner. They were driving me around. Um, after those first initial few months passed and I was alone, as hard as the isolation was, I know it's important because you need to, to have those quiet times to mourn. Mm. Um So I think both are helpful. Mm -hmm. I think it's helpful to have moments where you're surrounded by a support system and have people to talk to and lean on. But I think it's also equally important to, um, you have to go through those quiet moments by yourself um, and feel the pain. And, And those are the times that are the absolute hardest. For me, they were anyway. Like really being alone in your grief and your pain is just a, a really miserable place to be. Yeah. But you have to actually go through it, you know, to come out feeling better. Yeah. So yeah. I think they're equally, equally important. Okay. And and you mentioned how different holidays are for you now. So what are the, yes. what, are, what is the difference between how you experience the holiday season now, six years removed and being able to mm-hmm. co- sort of go through the things you've gone through in the grieving process compared to what it was when you were f- first first couple of years what's the main what are some of the main differences in emotions today well it it completely has turned around yeah. i mean those probably the first 4 years i would say i was just consumed with i don't want to participate um i dreaded the holidays i did not have any joy whatsoever i would wake up crying you know pretty much every day of december um you know you you're you're missing a child how do you yeah. i mean and and children, this is like this is like child's yes, time like right it's surrounded you're supposed to be like you know spoiling your kids yeah. and watching them yeah. laugh and eat cookies and so it seemed like any activity i was doing you know in the beginning stages of grief i would just it's so you're consumed with well what am i missing i'm right. missing a child we're not you know she can't open a gift and she can't make cookies with me and she's not playing in the snow with me. So that's what you're, I think, so easily consumed with is what you don't have. How hard was it to see others with their kids? Oh, that was really hard. And I think that is a lot of the reason I wanted to be isolated because it was not that you're jealous or um, I I don't even know how to describe it. It's such a a weird foreign feeling because it's like, Oh, look at that happy family. Like they don't, they don't. You don't want them not to be happy. Yeah. Like I want them to be happy. Right. But I'm like, that should be my life, you know? And I think that's so natural for us to feel like I'm missing a kid. And I, you know, really lived in doom and gloom for quite a while. Yeah. Um, really in the long run, fast forwarding to now. Yeah. Looking back, it's, it's not only affecting you, it's affecting your living children and your, your husband. So right. like my, the way I was going to start the day 
was affecting how everybody else was going to have their day be. Yeah. So if mom is sad and mom is depressed, right. I'm only affecting the rest of my household yeah. and it's not fair to them. So, you know, I really wanted to make a conscious change and I wanted to love the holidays and be joyful again. And it's yeah. really hard to do, but I'm, you know, like how can you create new traditions and find joy again? And um, really that's kind of when I started making a turning point of like just finding things I can do with my family to honor Rowan that we would have fun together doing and still honor her life and, and having fun in the holidays again. And now I, I love the whole holiday season. Yeah. I want to decorate early. I, you know, want my husband <laughs> to put up all the Christmas lights and yeah. he thinks I'm annoying. Yeah. Um, so I do a lot myself. Yeah. yeah. So I do, uh, this is just, I do the porch with the Christmas lights and then he comes in with the stakes that have like a globe light show yeah. and stakes them in the ground. And he goes, there's your Christmas lights. <laughs> That's what he does. I'm like, oh, uh, thanks. That's so thoughtful that is awesome. of you. Honey. That is awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Hey, I put in the work. Yes. Five minutes of it. Thank you. You know, That's and I awesome. want a tree in every room. Yeah. So was there, was there anything in particular you feel like got you to get to that point? I mean, or was it a slow and steady set of realizations and, and stuff like that? Yeah, I think so. I think you just have to be on your own pace. Mm -hmm. So like for me, it was about the four year mark where I started to feel like it was getting a little easier because I was doing, you know, more um, activities and stuff and not dreading it as much. But I think yeah. it's just a part of grief that you yeah. have to go through. So I, I think it's inevitable. I think you're going to feel those feelings of like wanting to isolate yourself and, um, not maybe participate because it's it's hard mm -hmm. to look around at all these other joyful people and then you're like miserable broken inside yeah. um but i think once you get through those hard years and you can start to find your own joy again um it just starts coming naturally awesome. so yeah. i think everybody will get there in time and sometimes you just have to put in put in the effort of being creative too like yeah. what can i do that would be fun for me and my kids um, and my husband that we're all going to like and, you know, honor her and start participating again. So. Yeah. All right. So it is the holiday season. So I figured I would introduce a segment that we have never done before. It is a variation on our, on our very, our very popular, popular <laughs> nerd corner, nerd uh, corner, nerd corner, which is usually about books but today is going to be about movies. Mm -hmm. This is Christmas movies, right? So all we're looking for, is, this is a really simple one. Yeah. I ask you what your favorite Christmas movie is to watch. You tell me what your favorite Christmas movie is to watch and why. So Bryn, what is your favorite Christmas movie? Well, so I don't have just one. Okay. I love all Christmas movies. Do you? you? Know, yeah, you always have them playing in the background. Sure. Um, I typically like the funny ones or the love stories. You know, they're yeah. all kind of the same. Yeah. Um, what is the one with Reese Witherspoon um, and Vince for Vaughn? Christmas? Yeah, that's a great one. Okay, that is my personal favorite. I think it's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, where they have to go to the different oh, family Christmases. It, it actually yeah. kind of reminds me of my family dynamic, <laughs> and I think that's why it's so funny. It's such a modern day like Christmas movie too, right? Yes. Because you have divorced parents. Yes. And they're going to each one. So yeah. Vince Vaughn's dad in the movie reminds me of my father-in-law. Really? Yeah, where he's like yelling at him about the um, satellite that he they you know, bought him yes. for Christmas and yes. he's like, I don't need this garbage. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. He kills me. Yeah. Yeah. But so that is my personal favorite. <laughs> That's a great one. Um, my kids 
they wanted to watch the Christmas story. So okay. we've been watching that the last three nights. They want to yeah. watch it. Oh, wow. And it's really old school, you know? Yes, so it it's is. like old school discipline with the soap in the mouth mm -hmm. and um, just some funny stuff. And my kids are like, Mom, did did that mom just put the bar of soap in that kid's mouth? And I was like, yeah. Do you want me to do that to you next time you say a bad word? And yeah. my son's looking at me like, no. And I'm like, well, that's how people used to discipline their yeah. kids back in the yeah. day. Yeah. And it was effective. Yeah. <laughs> he's As opposed like, to today, while you punks. He's looking at me like, oh boy. Yeah. But they love yeah. that movie for some reason. Do they really? Oh, they think it's hysterical. That's they so laugh funny. so hard. Yeah. About these, you know, little kids ransacking the neighborhood. And, oh, yeah. Oh, it's just hysterical. Yeah, it's fantastic. What a great movie. I mean, there's a reason why yeah. TBS plays it for 24 hours straight before Christmas. Right, of yeah. course. <laughs> and that these movies stick around for so many years and they're still popular. Yeah. They're still funny to watch and yeah. good. Yeah. You know what my favorite? My favorite one, and it's newer now. So aside from like the Christmas story, which is great, mm -hmm. How the Grinch Stole Christmas is a classic. Oh, of course, right? yeah. Um, but my favorite like new age one is the movie Elf. Love the Elf. Did oh. you know that's 16 years old? Is it really? Yeah, I thought it was new oh, too. And then I, gosh, it I was like so a old. meme on Instagram I saw. And it was like, how do you feel when you know that the Elf oh, was yeah. made like 16 years ago? That does make me feel super old. Feel super old. I, I think that is a classic. Yeah, it's what, hysterical. What a hilarious... You can't go wrong with Will Ferrell. No, and he's so good in it, and it's so, like, whimsical and holiday. I love it. Yeah, but Elf, Elf, Elf is my favorite one. Yeah, he's Elf's one of my favorites, That's too. awesome. That's I awesome. love it. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about where you started off when you when you first lost Rowan in, in, those, in those initial, what sounds like, three or four holiday seasons were, were rough for you. Yeah. Then sort of the evolution into more where it is today because you were able to get there um, to where today you're really including the family and on some pretty neat things. Uh, can you talk a little bit about some of those things that you do now that you yeah. have made a conscious effort to try and do over the last couple of years? I would love to. Um, I want to just mention though that this has all been baby steps so even in the hard years i would take little baby steps to do just little things whether it be buying you know a little gift that i thought maybe rowan would like or would remind me of her or um i think just taking those baby steps and then you know you kind of evolve so i don't want you to hear my list of what i do and think, oh my gosh, that's like, she's got a big list of stuff she does. <laughs> These have been things I've just slowly added, I guess, to my my list every year. Yeah. And um, they're traditions I do. And this is what, I guess, gives me something to look forward to and brings me joy. So I think, well, you know, I, I think that's a good point before yeah. you have to list. I think it is true. Like, this is all about your own timetable. Yes. So yeah. don't just hear my list and be overwhelmed and think, oh my gosh, like I don't have I the have energy. I 47 yeah. things now. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't do that. This yeah. is just stuff that I've done over the years that have um, helped me along the way. And oh. then now have created traditions for my family that we have something to look forward to. Yeah. Cool. So um, as, as you guys know, I have a big family and from the very beginning, they've always been so supportive and on christmas morning after the kids open their gifts we all meet at the cemetery at a specific time oh wow so um that's something that we started doing from the very beginning and it of course was very somber and um now in the last few years it's actually become like very lighthearted. we you know tell stories um we say a prayer and usually everybody will bring like handmade ornaments that they've made for rowan and we put them on her christmas tree cool so that's something that like the whole entire family does 
um, something that we started doing is just me and the kids and or if we have like craft nights with the family and stuff like that is we will make handmade ornaments mm. and make them specifically for Rowan's Christmas tree. Yeah. So then everybody has something to put on that that's for Christmas awesome. Day. That's awesome. Um, so obviously that's what we did. Like the beginning of December, um, we, we get a tree from the same place every year and it's actually the tree farm and big barn venue where we had Rowan's funeral. Okay. Um, they have a tree farm there. Yeah. And so we get our Christmas tree from that location every year, just a little one. And then we go put that up together as a family and decorate it. Cool. And, um, I think, you know, even if it's little things you don't want to do, like the big, like a big Christmas tree and stuff like that. Um, I have a specific candle that I light for Mm -hmm. Rowan. So like if, you know, anybody's coming over for dinner or it's just some time where I'm like reflecting about her or missing her, like I always have a special candle I can light for her. Yeah. Um, and it's just obviously burning in the house and I feel like that's her light burning in the house. Very cool. Um, I think it's all about just finding tradition that works for you and, and what works for your family. We also, I try to always buy gifts for my kids that are from Rowan. Oh, cool. Something that like reminds me of her that I think they would connect to the dots. Um, and we've just always kept Rowan very present in our home. Yeah. So it's so normal for the kids. Like Sissy sent me a present, which is normally like, you know, they find feathers. They think that Rowan leaves them feathers. Yeah. They're from like the down pillows in the <laughs> living room. But they're yeah. like, Sissy left us yeah. a feather. But I'll always get them little gifts that I think, you know, would symbolize something from their sister. So yeah. very cool. Um, When we went to Arizona over Thanksgiving, I found this really unique little gift shop. And um, they had a lot of handmade goods from like just Arizona, New Mexico and Mexico area. Just they have a really beautiful craft and, and art, like that whole culture. Yeah. And there were these handmade ornaments with a heart with like rays of light that looked like angel wings on each side. Oh, cool. And they were turquoise, Rowan's color. Mm-hmm. And so I, I picked those up for the grandmas of the family because I always try to get them little gifts or if something reminds me of her, I'll pick them up for somebody and just, you know, I still write love Rowan because guess what? She's still in our, in our home. And I just, I don't know. It makes me feel better. Even if it sounds crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. What do you, uh, we, we say this a lot. So what would you, what would you suggest to somebody who may be finally starting to get there mm-hmm. where they want, they, they feel like they're maybe turn, making the turn to where they can look at the holiday a little different, not so, you know, not so much just in this heavy darkness, but like now they want to start maybe trying to do something. What, how would you suggest for them to go about just like figuring out what they would do? I think... Like we said, start small. Don't mm-hmm. give yourself high expectations. Um, still create your boundaries. You know, be able to open up and tell people um, the holidays are a little tough for me, but if I'm filling up for it that day, I will be there. You know, don't overcommit yourself. And then, you know, maybe find in your quiet time, reflect on, you know, things that might really make you think of your loved one and how you can incorporate that into the holidays somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, we obviously have done balloon releases in the past. For certain, um, you know, birthdays and stuff, we send balloons to heaven. Just there's so many little things you can do, big or small, um, 
to honor your loved one. Yeah. We also, um, she has a tree in her cemetery that's really close to her grave. And so another thing a lot of our family members do is if they go on trips, they'll pick up something to hang in the tree um, for her specifically. So like, you know, they'll find a little wind chime or a little ornament and hang in this tree in the cemetery. And we obviously do that all year round, but it's little things like that. Um, And really just trying to get your whole family involved. So mainly for me, it, it was about picking out, the tree for Rowan, mm-hmm. setting it up with my family at the cemetery. Yeah. And now the cemetery is such a normal, comfortable place for my kids. It doesn't seem weird for them. So mm-hmm. they're running around laughing and playing. We bring the dogs. It's like a family affair. Right. They're all running around the cemetery. I brought hot cocoa. I kind of made a whole half morning of it. Yeah. And um, yeah. it's a peaceful place for us. So I think you find what brings you peace in your healing and start a tradition that you can do that year after year and have something to look forward to and, yeah. and plan a special day and, um, you know, leave the phone in the car so you don't get interruptions and just focus on honoring them and loving your child or whoever it may be that has passed and do that with the closest in your life. And it's something that I always look forward to now. And yeah. I think, I think my kids do too. I think they feel special doing that for Rowan and, um, all the ornaments on the tree are something that reminds us of her. So they're feathers and there's glitter and unicorns and um, a little buck. And yeah, like just, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like country girl sassy Christmas yeah. tree. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Flowers. So it's like, you know, maybe a really gaudy Christmas tree that nobody else would understand. But mm-hmm. it's like our Rowan tree. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Those are some really, those are some really neat things. Uh, I do want to mention some of the things that we attempt to do here at Race for Rowan for for our own angel families. So for for those angel families that are listening, some of you may know, of course, every year Race for Rowan, since it started, mm-hmm. uh, sends out Christmas ornaments to each of the families personalized. We're doing it again this year. Yes. I think they're adorable. They're adorable. I, they're I really love good. them. We have put so much energy and time yes. and love into these ornaments. Yes. So I hope you angel families listening get yours yeah. soon. Yes. And I hope you like them. Yeah. If you get them, uh, post a picture of them to Facebook and, and, yeah, and show please. everybody. We'd love to see them. The other thing we do during this time period is the buy a book for an angel sibling mm-hmm. uh, promotion. We we started that last year, and this year we're continuing that. So we have a set of families who have requested books for the siblings of the angels that we lost. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be sending those out this week. So that's another really neat thing that we try and do for the families. We'll be doing some stuff on social media as well this year that kind of showcase, you know, some of the things we do during the holiday season. But we understand that the holidays can be a rougher time for someone going through grief, especially the loss of a child. Um, so we try as hard as we can to to make sure that they that they feel good. And and I think that uh Brynn, some of the things you brought up today are really good um little things for people to think about. Keep it personal, keep it close to you, take your time, you know, have your own yeah. timetable. These are all really good things to know. Thank you. Absolutely. Hope it helps. Yeah, exactly. So that that is this week's Talk About the Holidays. We're going to come back next week and talk a little bit about the holidays. So um, we'll see you guys next week. 